was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Now, circumcision does seem to be an odd topic to begin this new year, but it seems all of you who are here are diehard Christians to come on such a day, and so you won't mind digging into an uncomfortable topic. It's all over the scriptures, but we're still uncomfortable talking about it. Anytime it comes up, the pastor will deflect answers to the parents. Mom will defer any questions about circumcision to dad, and then dad squirms. And it should make us uncomfortable. To have flesh cut away from every male child of Israel, that's not a pleasant thought. Makes us think of pain, of course, blood, and babies screaming. But imagine when it was first instituted, in the case of Abraham and his host, even a 99-year-old had to have his cut. Ouch. Now, this is nothing terribly unique. Most tribes have some kind of self-inflicted distinguishing body mark. If you're in the armed forces, you often get a painful tattoo to show what unit or force you belong to. Girls will mark themselves with ear piercings for their femininity. And there's many such examples throughout the world, with nations and tribes marking their bodies to distinguish themselves from others. Receiving these marks is often done as a youth, as a rite of passage. That is, before they are marked, they are outsiders, initiates, questioned. But afterwards, after receiving that mark, they are insiders, members of the community, accepted. Now, circumcision is like that, only there is one key difference from almost every other rite of passage in this world, and it's this. Circumcision was instituted by God, and it carries along with it a promise. God attached his promise to this right. Thus, when Abraham was 99, the Lord appeared and said, I am God Almighty. Live before me and be perfect. And I will make my covenant with you, and I will make you a father of very many people. With that promise came his new name, Abraham. No longer Abram, that is high father, but now Abraham, father of many. And God put his mark right where that promise would be fulfilled. The covenant promise, though, was not simply about having children. God continued when he said to Abraham, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojourning all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God attached that promise to, well, that covenant, to the mark of circumcision that every male child would bear. Thus God instructed, He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised, every male child in your generations. He who is born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant, shall be circumcised. 
Thus it was on that day when the Lord spoke that Abraham of 99 years old, Ishmael of 13, every one of his slaves that he had bought and all the men of his household were circumcised. But it isn't just about a painful rite of initiation. This was given by God as a sign of God's promise, his everlasting covenant. And if you refuse, then you are under a curse. God continued, if man is not circumcised, that person must be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. And thus it was that all men of the household, whether of Abraham's seed or Gentile, received this mark. The law is repeated again by Moses at Sinai when he says, when a woman gives birth and has a boy on the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. So it is. So it has always been. Thus, when Jesus' father, Joseph, in keeping with the covenant given to his father Abraham, brought him to the temple, he submitted him to this law. So it was at the end of eight days, when Jesus was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Did Joseph struggle with this command? Did he think it too brutal or difficult? I doubt it. Joseph did not wring his hands. He didn't talk about the pain that it would cause the boy. He didn't consider all the medical advantages or disadvantages. No, Jesus was a Jew. And thus, Joseph submitted him to the law. But actually, Jesus is far more than just that. He is the Jew, the promise, the covenant, the offspring. The Canaan of heaven is his kingdom his everlasting possession. He is the fulfillment of the covenant because he is your God. He is the law, he is the lawgiver, and he's the law fulfiller. And by taking the mystery of his holy incarnation, Jesus was made man. Jesus, the eternally begotten Son of the Father, now has flesh and bone. In him, the fullness of all the Godhead dwells bodily. So it is that the God who gave the promise to Abraham, who is the promise fulfilled, is the one who keeps the promise in flesh and blood. This is all wrapped up actually in one little word that St. Luke uses, a delightful little word in this really little gospel appointed for today, just one verse. It's a plethison, a plethison. And in English translation, as you heard today, it simply said, at the end of eight days. But a more faithful rendering of that word from the Greek would be when the eight days were fulfilled, when the eight days were complete. Only St. Luke uses the word this way. He also uses the same word to tell us of the completion of Zechariah's priestly duties and also the fullness or the completion of both Elizabeth's and Mary's pregnancies. They are complete. They are full. And at the end of Luke's gospel, Jesus uses the same word to express the reality that in his death and resurrection, every one of the prophecies regarding the judgment of Jerusalem are now fulfilled. This little word that we translate as at the end can mean much more. It means that Jesus is the end the fullness, the completion of the Old Covenant. 
And so after these eight days, eight days after Christmas after all, Jesus began his work of fulfilling, completing, and ending the old covenant for you. With those first drops of blood that he shed, he begins his work of shedding his blood at the cross for you. With that sacrifice of a small bit of flesh, he begins the work of giving his body for you. And in giving his body and blood for you, he institutes a new covenant, covenant that will never end. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. In Jesus, the condemnation of the law is ended. That law that led to sin and death is over. Jesus has done what neither the law nor even our weak flesh could ever do. He came in the likeness of our sinful flesh and then condemned sin in his own flesh. He fulfilled, he completed the law for you, beginning today with his circumcision and continuing as he resists temptations in the wilderness. He suffers for all your weaknesses and he even takes your death for you. This is all essential that we confess. It's not just about a little snip of skin or a drop of blood shed. It's about freeing you from the curse, the bondage to sin. You used to be captive, held under slavery or bondage through the law, imprisoned by sin and death. As Paul said today, the law was your guardian, keeping you from far worse, utter shame and vice. But now that Jesus has come, and with him, faith, you have a new promise. You are justified not by your obedience to the law, but by his flesh and blood. That was the purpose of the law, to point forward to Jesus. You are now in Christ Jesus. To say it another way, you are Christians saved from your sins by Jesus. Thus, St. Paul says, Later on, chapter 5, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. What Paul is saying is if you go back and you say, well, now we have to complete all the law that Jesus has already completed for us, we're actually cutting ourselves off from Jesus, who fulfilled the law for us, has fulfilled them and given it to us by his grace. So he says in chapter 5 of Galatians, for in Christ Jesus... Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Jesus subjected himself to the law. He shed those drops of blood and even gave his own flesh on your behalf to complete the obligation of the old covenant. He completed the old and he has brought in a new and even better covenant, a covenant that is in his body and blood, given and shed for you. So now you are not children of Abraham by circumcision, but you are children of Abraham by faith. You are sons and daughters of the king, brought into a new fellowship through the circumcision of your heart, that is, by faith. You've received a greater mark than any mark of flesh by giving you a new name, God's own name, Christian. You are marked as you were washed clean in holy baptism, not with the removal of foreskin, but completely covered with Christ's flesh. For as many as you were baptized into Christ have 
as Paul said, put on Christ. You see how the new covenant is a far greater covenant than that of the old. And it's shown by even more wondrous signs. And all this is a free and precious gift to you and for all people. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. There is now no more distinction that was made in days of old, tribal identity, as it were. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. One baptism, one Lord, one faith. And in all of this, God has put his name upon you. He's fulfilled what he spoke to Moses and then pronounced upon the people through Aaron. He's put his very name upon you. He's called you his people, Israel, not by blood, not by birth, but by his word, by your baptism. And thus he's blessed you. All this, this new covenant that Christ begins and fulfills today, makes you free. It sets you free from the demands of the law. It frees you from the burden of your sin. And it removes the curse of death. And instead promises to you forgiveness, life, and salvation. All this you receive not by a mark on your body, but rather by faith. And in that faith you know and believe that you are Abram's offspring. Heirs of everything that was promised in days of old is now fulfilled for you. You are marked you are named, you are child of God. Thanks be to Jesus in his holy name. Amen.